It is 7.45 on a Saturday. That means time for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Happy New Year, Jack. And Happy New Year to you, Denny. Are we going to talk about that today? What do you think? Let's talk about champagne. Why not? Yeah. That's a great way to ring in the new year. And champagne is probably one of the most bastardized words in all of the wine lexicon. Real champagne comes from a very specific area, which is a little to the north and east of Paris. It's about 100 kilometers from Paris. In fact, it makes for a wonderful day trip out of Paris to go up and see the different champagne houses. The area is the cathedral city of Rennes, which uh, all the with the exception of Napoleon, all the French kings have been crowned in the cathedral there. And they say that the wine there was very good before it was sparkling. A lot of people give credit to Dom Perignon for inventing sparkling wine. Well, he didn't really invent it. It was around for hundreds of years before uh, Dom Perignon, but he managed to perfect it. And uh, it, it was an uh, unusual pro- production because... The English were the ones that created the bottle that could withstand the pressure of sparkling wine. So you had to buy your bottles in England because French bottles were prone uh, to break up and explode. And it was called devil's wine, and they didn't know how what was happening. Is Secondary fermentation was going on in the bottle, and it created the gas, and the gas would blow up the bottles. But... Real champagne is going to be always be pricey. First and foremost, the geography is expensive, and it's all chalk subsoil. If you go into the cellars, you can see they're carved magnificently out of solid chalk. You can carve your name in it. Chalk is very soft, as we know. But that chalk is what gives the wine its distinct flavor, that subsoil of chalk. Uh, there's, there's a remarkable process to making champagne. So if you like Moet and Chandon, or you happen to like Mum's Champagne, the people that make that want you to remember how it tastes today, so when you have it five years from today, it'll taste exactly the same. So there's an art to that. Uh, so that's, the only difference is, of course, with vintage champagne, and that is a vintage has to be declared by the official committee, and when that's declared, uh, then that champagne is always very distinct. But uh, so it's kind of hard to do with the variations from vintage to vintage, etc. But they do a very good job of making sure that that Moet Chandon that you had at your wedding seven years ago is going to taste the same this New Year's Eve as it did seven years ago. Uh, there's a, an interesting process that, uh, to make it. It's different. Uh, than any other wine production thing because first you make the wine just like anybody does. Then comes the secret, really, uh, is what they call the assemblage. And this is where the winemaker assembles all the different vats of wine that they've per- some they've purchased, some they've bought, etc., blends them together to get uh, that constant flavor. Then they put the wine in for secondary fermentation. Uh, and that, uh, they put the wine actually in bottles and they seal those bottles with like a beer bottle cap, not the traditional cork that we know. And they're put then in riddling racks and the wine is aged in those riddling racks. It's aged almost upside down, but it has to be turned and the, they're automatic riddling racks now all over the world. But in Champagne, they still have riddlers that go around and, Every couple of days, give that bottle a quarter turn, 
and some of them can turn as many as 50,000 bottles in one day. That It's remarkable to watch them. But that, what that happens is, in that riddling, all the sediment that's created goes down to the neck. Then those neck, those bottles upside down by the neck are dipped in a freezing saline solution, uh, and the beer cap is taken off. And, of course, the pressure pops that little block of ice with all the sediment right out of the bottle. And then they have what they call the dosage and the disgorgement. Well, that disgorgement obviously lost a little bit of wine with it, so they uh, put the dosage in, and the dosage is what determines the wine. There's three levels of wine. There's brut, which is the driest of champagne, extra dry, which is kind of medium dry, and then sec, which is the sweetest of all champagne. And that dosage is what determines that. Then they're put back with a cork in the bottle and the wire closure to keep that cork in the bottle. And the pressure from that is what causes that cork, when it pops, to look almost like a little mushroom. And then you have champagne. And this whole process takes about over two years. So real champagne is always going to be expensive uh, because it takes a long time. They have investment in it, etc. But is the difference worth it? I'd say so. On any wine tasting I've ever been on in my life, you can always pick the real French champagne, no matter how good the sparkling wine is from Chile or Argentina or Australia or California, real French champagne stands out. I think it's because of that chalk subsoil. It really has a unique flavor to it. And as I said earlier, vintage champagne is really something they only declare once in a while. It's a little like Oporto. They have to declare it a vintage, and then the different houses have to subscribe to that. For example, they may declare it's a vintage, and uh, the House of Rotorer, decides they don't want a vintage, they don't think it was their quality, so they don't have a vintage. So it's an optional thing whether you want vintage champagne or not. The most expensive champagnes are uh, Louis Roder Cristal, and Cristal is quite interesting. It comes in a clear glass bottle. Not many champagnes do that, come in a bottle like that, because uh, the, the champagnes are in a dark green bottle. The reason Cristal does is it was reserved for the uh, court of the Russian Tsar. And, of course, they were paranoid about getting poisoned. So they had it bottled, not in regular glass, but in Baccarat crystal. And then that was the name Cristal. So after the Tsarist cork fell apart, they had this very lovely wine. Who were they going to sell it to? They created a, a market for this, and they called it Cristal after the crystal bottle. And uh, it is right up there with Dom Perignon as one of the great sparkling wines of the world. And again, the names are what are important. There's about 100 producers in Champagne, and they produce about 350 million bottles of Champagne a year. That's about 30-plus million cases for the world demand. And uh, like I say, everybody really wants champagne. It's a wonderful thing to have. Uh, and maybe you should have some this year. The great houses are Mums, Moet and Chandon, uh, Vuclico, Perrier Jouet, Louis Roderer, and of course, Paul Roger. And Paul Roger, you know, uh, was fa- is famous for supplying Winston Churchill had a bottle of, uh, a half bottle of champagne put on his breakfast tray every morning. It happened to be Paul Roger, and he was once asked why 
uh, Winston, do you drink so much champagne? And, of course, it was wartime. He said, in defeat, I need it. In victory, I deserve it. Now, some of the wags tell me he stole that quote from uh, Napoleon, who said that. But I, I like to think it was really Winston Churchill's quote, because it seems so fitting. In fact, Voltaire, the great French philosopher, said above Champagne, the bubbles, how they sparkle and dance. They reflect the brilliant soul of France. And more mundanely, the American humorist Art Buchwald says, Champagne tastes like my foot feels when it's been asleep. And one thing better than a glass of champagne is a bottle. And I think it was uh, Angela Lansbury who said, Champagne is like duct tape. It fixes anything. And the widow of Ouve Clicquot said, when I'm happy, I have to have champagne. When I'm sad, I need champagne. When I'm alone, of course I need a little champagne. And if we have company, it's obligatory. And I never, other than that, I never touch it unless I'm thirsty. Betty Davis said there's a time in a woman's life when the only thing that's going to help is a glass of champagne. Dorothy Parker said, I have never have enough champagne. And Coco Chanel said, I drink it when I'm in love, and I drink it when I'm not in love. Now, there's some wonderful women endorsements of champagne. Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much champagne is just right. And Marlene Dietrich said, champagne makes every day a holiday. And Oscar Wilde said, and this is my favorite quote because it applies to almost everything, not everything in moderation, especially moderation. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> what, Jack, what did you say, uh, and you said it before, too, about Winston Churchill and uh, his, his love of champagne? They, some wag said to Winston, why do you drink so much champagne? And he said, in defeat, I need it. In victory, I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Another good line. Yes. But there's plenty of uh, plenty of of champagne, and uh, Haskell's has it uh, has it all. But uh, that you don't have to you know mortgage your house. Oh, buy. absolutely. You know it's tradition to ring out the old year and toast the arrival of a new year with a bottle of sparkling wine, and you can get that at Haskell's for the, your headquarters of all sparkling wines and champagne. We carry over two hundred different kinds of sparkling wine, so there's the right one waiting for you. And <clears throat> whether you want to try a German sect, a Spanish cava, Italian prosecco. California sparkling wine or sparkling wine from Australia, Haskell's houses, and they love to be a part of your New Year's celebration. And incidentally, there are many, many sparkling wines that are made all over France that are a lot less expensive than real champagne. Uh, uh, we have one called Boyo, comes in both uh, brut, dry, extra dry, and a rosé, and their rosé is wonderful. That would be a great way to ring in the new year, and it's not very expensive. It's under $20. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine and also big dollars on your favorite sparkling wine. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior. There's Haskell's in Faribault right off at 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. There's 22,000 square feet of wines and spirits from all over the world. Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis has free parking on Saturday and Sunday. At Ridgedale, you'll find the Haskell's, as you will in Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver.
I know we have to go, Jack, but I was uh, commenting, uh, wanted to comment again. You've always said it in the past that drink what you like. Exactly. Not what people say, do this only. I I had uh, some roast chicken last night, and I got a bottle of uh, Tempranillo from Haskell's, and I thought, well, ordinarily I would have done a little other white, but that was good. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with experimenting and trying different things. Uh, You know, as I said a couple of times, we've had this Tavel, which is a rosé from the Rhone Valley, and it is wonderful with salad. And the other night, I had it with a meatloaf. I thought, all right, I, you know, ordinarily just happened to have half a bottle in the refrigerator, and I had it with meatloaf, and it was absolutely delicious. So, as I said earlier, I say it in Latin because it's the only Latin I remember: "De gustibus non disputatum est." In matters of taste, there can be no dispute. Drink what you like, and don't pay any attention to what anybody else tells you. Absolutely. Well, again, Jack, Happy New Year to all the good folks at Haskell's and your family, and I hope we can talk a week from today. Denny, I'm going to look forward to that, and a very Happy New Year to you and all of our WCCO Land listeners. Thank you very much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's will be back with his wine chat next week in a brand new year here on News Talk 830 WCCO.